Hey folks, this is Tyler Not Gregson from Chasers of the Light, and you are listening to the Signal Fire Podcast, the show that dives into life, the universe, poetry, and just about everything else. As always, there's a lot more info on tylernot.com, and we would love to see you there. Now, on with the show. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the almost end of January. Not quite the end, but almost the end. And I don't know if you're at all like me, but I'm ready for February. Actually, truth be told, I'm probably ready for March or April. I'm ready for warmer weather. I am not a winter person. Never have been, probably never will be. Um, So yeah, I'm ready for things to start not being freezing cold and snowy and icy and all of those things. But I'm not going to complain. I'm going to be thankful for what I have. (laughs) I'm going to be thankful for Montana, as challenging as that might be, which is exactly what we're going to talk about today. Today, January 23rd, 2022, today's episode of the Sunday edition of Signal Fire is called Hoping for a Peace. And it's not peace like a piece of pie. It's peace like peace and love. And I'll get into why. um, But I wanted to start, before I jump into today's essay, I wanted to start by saying one thing. My wife, who (laughs) you abundantly know by now that I am very proud to love and to say that I belong to her. And yes, I do belong to her. And I don't care if that sounds weird she's got me. I am so proud of her and I am so inspired by this woman and by the kindness that lives in her heart. And the last month has just been such a brilliant reminder of just the size of the ocean sized heart that exists in her chest. And I will get into it. Um, But essentially what we're going to be talking about today is Over the last month and a half or two months, um, Sarah took it upon herself to spearhead the effort. I'm going to shift in my chair, sorry. I bet I just moved around the side of the microphone like ASMR for your ears. Anyways, she spearheaded this effort locally here to basically take over and help with all of the donations that she put a call out for to help the refugees from Afghanistan. Um, They came here with nothing. And so she took it upon herself to be the caller out for her, the caller out for her, the requester. That's more elegant. The requester of items that they would need for a life. And not only that, then that required her becoming the organizer and then the dropper offerer and the apartment painter. And then we all got involved and became the furniture haulers and the donation bringers and the (laughs) clothes carriers and the furniture movers and the many, many flights of stairs, walker uppers carrying heavy thingers, all to try to help it. So when these refugees arrived, they had something that felt like home. And I cannot stress enough how important work like this is. And I'm not saying this to toot her horn or my horn or anyone else's horn. I'm just saying, if you're not doing work like this 
for someone, whether it's refugees, whether it's homeless in your own town, whatever it is, if it's victims of domestic abuse, whatever you're doing, if you're not doing work like this, charity work like this, I so urge you to start because not only is it desperately needed, it is also deeply, deeply satisfying and life reaffirming and it makes you reevaluate and look at your own life in a different way. And I think that's something that we all need. And if you're like me and you have someone like Sarah, it also shows you the contents of that person that you love the soul in a way that very few things can because helping can be exhausting. And I think when you watch somebody do this and you watch how effortlessly they handle it, you cannot help but fall deeper in love and you cannot help but be more inspired and more attracted and more invigorated by that person. Um, so yeah, screw oysters. The true aphrodisiac is watching someone you love <laughs> be really kind. And maybe that makes us weird, but I stand by it. <laughs> but anyways, um, the reason I brought up why I should try harder to be thankful of Montana and why that's hard sometimes is the, re the response to these Afghan refugees coming here for a small pocket of completely ridiculous, horrible, racist dipshits that, that call Helen a home. The response wasn't so positive for some of them. And I'm going to get into that. And I probably get a little bit angry in this essay, which I said two weeks ago I was going to try not to do. But I also told you last week uh, when we were talking about the collective consciousness that I believe we're all a part of, I think when we lose sight of that fact, things like this happen. And I wanted to address it <clears throat> because, as you know, I am a person who addresses things. And I don't tend to run from problems. And I'm not going to start now. So... Why don't I shut up and why don't I pop into the essay today, hoping for a peace. And this is January 23rd, 2022. And, oh, bump the microphone. And Sarah, you're amazing. And thank you for your spirit and for your kindness. And everyone already knows it, but I'm going to tell them again. This is the most amazing woman that you will ever know. And I'm very thankful. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, hoping for a peace. Here we go. The last few weeks here at the Gregson household have been busy ones, and busyness after two years of such immense stillness feels a little odd. The root of this hive-like frenzy, the queen at the center of it all, beckoning people from all over this little town we call home, has been none other than my lovely wife, Sarah. The shortest version of the very long story is as follows. Refugees from Afghanistan, a few families, a few kids, about 16 people in total, were on their way to beginning a new life here in Helena, and due to about a thousand extenuating circumstances, many that you have seen televised on the nightly news, many you've heard about in articles, and many you have quite literally no idea how harrowing and heartbreaking and horrible they are, coming here with absolutely nothing but the clothes on their back. These are beautiful people. Wonderful families with lives and histories so very well established in their home country. Homeowners, doctors, engineers, husbands, 
wives, two-year-old children, elementary school-age kids with friends and routines and toys and books and favorite pieces of heirloom furniture, all jumping on final flights out before the Taliban overtook the airports. (sighs) If I get emotional in this one, I apologize. I can't help it. These are people coming to a foreign place that's just a sliver under 89% white, a place that I am ashamed to say has had its racist proclivities rushed to the surface in the last half decade, a place that is fiercely nativist, despite the glaring irony that the true natives to this wonderful land are sequestered away onto tiny reservations instead of gilded country clubs and ski villages and log cabins the size of a Costco. Phew, (laughs) that was a mouthful of truth, and it's one I'm happy to spill. I'm a little fired up, as you can tell, and that ain't changing after what I've seen, heard, and gotten even more fired up about during this process. At any rate, Sarah put out a call for donations for these beautiful people, and I will say this. Despite the group of assholes that stood outside our grocery stores with giant signs proclaiming white lives matter, despite the same and more assholes showing up at town hall meetings yelling about how these 16 Afghan refugees are going to be pushing the white race out of Montana, I'm sorry, I just have to pause here and highlight the absolute fucking absurdity of this statement and the stupidity of the people who believe things like this. Like, can we just take a moment of silence for the absolute ignorance and idiocy of thinking things like this and just how tired of it I am? Especially after, if you listened to last week's essay, and if you haven't, I encourage you to do so, just thinking about the fact that literally the only difference in our skin tones comes from our proximity to the hottest parts of the planet on an evolutionary scale. And that is it. And the only thing that makes these white people think that they are superior is the fact that they happen to migrate further away from the equator. And I just can't get over how stupid that is. And so let's take a second. I'm going to give two seconds because they don't deserve a minute. Here's two seconds of Silence for you complete numpties. And we're back because they don't deserve anything more. Anyways, um, pushing they actually believe that they're pushing the white race out of Montana. Despite all this, the response to Sarah's call for donations was positively uplifting, heartwarming, and wonderful. In the span of only a week or so, we had so many donations that our entire basement was overflowing. We had U-Hauls worth of furniture, clothes, toys, books, winter gear, cribs, strollers, microwave, TVs, and just about everything else you can imagine. I have never been more in awe or proud of anyone as I was watching Sarah organize it all, figure out what else was needed, and it inspired me at a depth not often reached. We got everything delivered. We spent an entire Saturday loading things into apartments that were donated for their use. Sarah and my mom spent a morning in masks painting one and prepping it. We hauled heavy oak furniture up three flights of stairs, and I will say this with absolute honesty. We have never been happier doing anything. To hell with those that protested. To hell with their ridiculous signs. This is what we should all be doing with our extra time. Hell with whatever time we do have. Helping, because damn it, everyone, everyone, everyone deserves help. (sighs) These people are coming from a country that has known little else but war for years and years and years. 
are brave in a way that so many of us will never understand. The things they have faced, and face still in the form of so much trauma they carried inside themselves coming here, are burdens we cannot even fathom, and their courage is all they hold as they begin a new life in a new state, in a new country so far from anything even remotely familiar. More, they are starting these lives knowing that so many people do not wish them to be doing so, knowing that they are facing opposition simply for the country of their origin, for the God they pray to, for the language they speak that we do not. I am in awe of this courage, and it really shook me thinking about all they face, all the hurdles, all the roadblocks to even being here, to beginning again. Muslims have fallen into such an unbelievably unfortunate reputation that is so completely unfounded. This religion is a gentle one. These people are gentle people. They want kindness. They give it in droves. They want peace, and they hope for it as we do. What if we, the collective we of these United States, were judged by the fringe beliefs and atrocious acts of our most insanely and ignorantly fervent and misguided white citizens? What if Christianity was judged by every fanatic that bombed a church or burned a cross or fired an assault rifle into innocent people? My goodness, this is an entire conversation for another time. But stop. Stop and think what that says. Nevertheless, these weeks helping these people, these weeks weeks watching Sarah do what she is born to do, help others in such beautiful ways, has shown me so much of what courage is, what bravery looks like, what tolerance and hope and peace and love can and should be. If we all stopped, looked at this world through these people's eyes, I cannot help but feel like we would be all better off, like we'd all do a lot more helping, a lot less complaining, and a wave of understanding would once again wash over. I think we need to stop and think how we are all seen on a global scale, and I think we can all do so much to help and improve that. I think we can make small changes at local levels that lead to great shifts, and I think those small changes can have such huge benefits for those at our local level. What a beautiful thing. (sighs) Okay, sorry. (laughs) My only advice to close this essay is this, and it is simple. Look into the status of any refugees possibly coming into your state or town. Look into the help you can give any group of any people less fortunate that battle things we do not know. Give help where you can, how you can, and ask for nothing in return. Give, because if we all gave, no one would need, no one would worry where their next sleep would come, when their next bellies would feel once again full. I don't know. This is a rant and a ramble of an essay. truly is. Probably meandering and that's okay with me. I'm so passionate about this, so inspired about helping others that I cannot help but spew out thoughts like blizzard snow when I get going. Add to that, add to that fire, the kindling of the racist morons in my hometown, and it's a bonfire that you'll see, a signal fire that will burn for miles and miles. I hope you see it. I hope it reminds you to light your own. I hope. The haiku is, bravely they arrive, new lives in a distant land, hoping for a peace. Okay, that's all, my friends. Um, I really do encourage and urge you to look into what you can do locally um, or broadly 
to help either the refugees or just any groups that might need that help. It is the most fulfilling thing you can do with your time. And my goodness, why not? Um, So thank you for listening to this one. Sorry for the kind of meandering, wandering rant that it probably became. Um, I just wrote this one purely based on passion and in response to these absolute idiots that thought protesting this was a good use of their time. What an embarrassment. Um, But anyways, (laughs) enough. Uh, Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your weekend. And as always, if you want to see the photo that accompanied this, which today is kind of a symbolic one, it is an American flag rising above a junkyard, a junkyard, a junkyard full of waste in my hometown. Um, I took a couple summers ago. Uh, But as always, there's a photo and there's also a photo of the haiku that accompany this and it's on tylernot.com. And if you haven't yet signed up and you're listening to this somewhere on Spotify or Apple or wherever, please come join us. And we're having amazing conversations and discussions and it's beautiful and we would love to have you. (laughs) tylernot.com. All right. I love you all and have a beautiful rest of your day. See you next week. This beautiful signal fire intro and outro music was graciously provided by my best buddy, Gregory Allen Isakov. If you're not yet listening, you're missing out. Head to GregoryAllenIsakov.com for more. Thanks, buddy. I love you.